Welcome back to J. Tom Lawlorink here at Merrimack. The score at the end of two. And Merrimack two, Boston College one. Mike Mackin with John Leahy. Second division tonight brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. And Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Andy Powers joins us here from Boston College Radio. So which one of those would you do? Uh, business, education, engineering? Uh, I'm all about education. Business yeah. education for me. I mean, you can't have enough education, and that's where I really flourished at while I was at Boston College. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Andy, first. Believe it? You yes. believe it? It sounded believable. Why wouldn't we believe it? It sounded believable. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, you know, just saying off the air, kind of a strange game, right? BC comes out, really dominates the first few minutes of the game, does everything but put the puck in the net. Uh, then Merrimack gets a power play, and they break through. They score. From that point, it seemed like they had the better of the play. Uh, carrying over right into the second period, they get a couple goals on the power play. They're in control of this game, but, uh, you know, a major power play gives uh, BC an opportunity there. They score late in the period despite being outshot 11-4 to in the second, and they're right in this one, down one at the end of two. Well, unfortunately for the Eagles, this is a familiar script. They, they've struggled to score goals. They've played uh, four games up to date, and they've uh, in those four games, they've been shut out three times. So, um, this this game kind of mirrored what happened at uh, St. Cloud, BC last Thursday. BC came out, they all played them for ten minutes. They had some turnovers, but uh, they couldn't score, and St. Cloud you know, got the first one, then the second one, and then it was kind of in the books, and they ended up losing 7 nothing. So, first period, the Eagles started, started pretty good. Pantano made some really good saves. Uh, Merrimack kind of steadied the ship. They've been very good on the power play with two power play goals for the Warriors. And uh, finally, BC was able to break through, and after seven periods of scoreless hockey, they get a power play goal late there in the second to make this a 2-1 game. You know, like we could see there, you know, stretches in the game, especially in that first period where, you know, BC has that ability to just take over a game. Um, I, I guess my question to you, you know, having seen all them obviously now five games here, um, you know, why does it change? You know, what happens? You know, I know this haven't flown a hockey game, really, but it, it's almost like, you know, a switch goes on and off, whatever. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I, I wish I knew. I wish I could tell you. But um, I think for, for this Eagles team, and, you know, they're a young team. Um, they returned everybody from last year with the exception of a couple kids that uh, still had junior eligibility left. They've added some guys, and they just really haven't found the chemistry or the, the, the kind of combinations that will work best for them. So you do see that ebb and flow. And, uh, you know, the, I thought in the first period, BC was really good coming through the neutral zone. Uh, Merrimack kind of uh, clogged it up, but they were dumping the pucks in deep. They were working the cycle. And then in the second period, they're trying to stick handle by guys, and Merrimack does a good job of breaking that play up and pushing it right back down on the Eagles' throw. Yeah, I mean, you see that with a guy like Wallstrom, obviously, we're, we're, we're curious to see. But, uh, you know, he, I mean, it's his first year. He's been five games in, right, to his Division One career. Uh, he's still got to learn. Some things that maybe worked before don't work now. Well, this is a – I find, and I think a lot of people have debated it, but this is one of the best college hockey leagues in the country. And a lot of successful kids have come in here and had to make adjustments. And that's what makes great players great is that they're able to adjust and be successful at every level. And he certainly had that track record. He's a super talented kid, but – He's got to find a way to kind of make his game work in this environment and in this competitive league. And I think you're starting to see some of the frustration on his part um, with kind of his play, and, and you got to you got to control that, you know. And he's just a freshman, like you said. This is only his fifth game or something in college hockey. So make the adjustments, but he has all the tools. I mean, he has an unbelievable shot. He's got a great skating stride. He just has to figure out how he can be successful at this level. 
David Cobb had a hat trick out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, how special a player is he, and what makes him special? Well, I think with David Cotton, he's such a special player because of his strength and his length. He's a big, long kid, 6'4", but he has really good skill set. Um, he has that quick release. You know, I look at uh, Cotton, reminds me a lot of Zach Sanford, who was, uh, went through the Eagles and now plays in the NHL. But he's a big, long kid. He can play physical, but he's more of a skill guy. And uh, that Wisconsin game, he had a hat trick, and you know, he leads the Eagles right now with three goals. But he's going to have to be a special player if the Eagles want to have the success that they, they, they think they need uh, this season. Now looking around the league this year, uh, at least early on, I know maybe you know, besides uh, BU and BC getting off the slow starts, anything surprise you so far? Um, I mean, I think, um, yeah, that's surprisingly in a negative fashion. But I think in a positive fashion, I think UMass, and you know, talk to you guys about it. You guys have already seen them up close and personal. And I think UMass has been a really surprise for, for Hockey East. And I think they need to be. I think that uh, Hockey East is a better league when the state schools, UNH, Maine, and UMass are, are, are competitive and strong. And I think that uh, it's going to be a challenge. And I think Providence is good again. Um, and I think there's a lot of guys that need to get it figured out. But it's such a long season that you know there's going to be the ebb and flow here. And you know if you remember two years ago, BC won the regular season championship in a three-way tie. They really didn't win a game down the stretch, but they, they won you know November, December, and then they struggled second half. So you know it can go either way. You can slow start, fast start, whatever. It's just you're going to be consistent. BC tends to be, and BC, BU too, I think. You know, tends to be a younger team with uh, younger players at uh, the age that they come in. Uh, I'm wondering, is it good for them to play? You know, to talk about playing St. Cloud, Quinnipiac, now Merrimack. You obviously can't really control the league schedule, but maybe some of the non-league games against some of the you know bigger, older teams early on in the season. You, know, you might rather get them later in the year. Well, what, what's better? Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. From a better standpoint, uh, absolutely, it would be better if we didn't play the, the, the powerhouses in the early on. Um, because in the last two seasons, BC's missed out in the NCAA's by decimal points because their out-of-conference record is very, not very good. Um, but I know for a fact, and I know Coach York uh, is adamant that he wants to throw his guys in the fire. He wants to go on the road. He wants to build that camaraderie of a team and, and really see what you got. And then when you're facing the Wisconsin's and the St. Cloud states of the world, you know that's kind of a, a, a big mirror to say, who are we? Where do we need to work on our game? So, unfortunately, the wins haven't been there, but I think Coach York does a great job of using that as a springboard for late-season success. Well, Andy, we've got a couple of interesting games next week. Providence and UMass, a home-and-home Thursday at Mullins, Saturday at Providence. These two are the, look like to be uh, early uh, elite teams. What do you make of that uh, series next week? I think it's going to be exciting. I think that, um, you know, certainly those two teams are out on the national um, exposure list already with BC and BU off to kind of slow starts, but for me, UMass is a fun, exciting team to watch. They, their defense are real agile. And, you know, Makar and the other guys, they, they jump into play. And Providence is such a, you know, a structured team that they have that neutral zone trap. They're very good with the two-man four-check third guy high. So it's going to be a kind of a battle. And I think, you know, UMass, and there's a lot of teams, you guys have seen it, there's a lot of teams with Olympic sheets, Olympic ice rinks uh, that on their campus that they don't always use it to the best of their ability. I think UMass does a great job recruiting for and playing a style that's successful on the big sheet. So I expect UMass to win their home game and probably Providence to win theirs. There's no question what we saw last weekend that they were certainly uh, dominant in the Friday game and the Saturday game back here was obviously a lot closer. I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, changes that are 
taking place in the recruiting landscape, what, you know, what you've heard about that, what it's not, you know, trying to, I guess, head off some of the earlier, the recruiting of younger players. Is that a good thing? And you know, is, that, is that a direction that the, the league should, or, you know, that college hockey should go in? And, and how does it affect schools like BC? Well, I think, first of all, I think it needs to change. I think in this in this environment for younger kids, and I've been uh, exposed to the junior programs for a while, and, and I obviously have kids coming up through the system, but in this era of social media, with all of the, this kid committed early, or what does that mean for me, and I'm better than him, but he, and it gets everybody kind of tangled up, and nobody's worried about hockey, and you know, my, my dad used to say, you know, you, you play hockey, they'll find, they'll always find good hockey players, so if you play, they'll find you. I think it needs to change, and I think from BC's standpoint, I think it's going to be one of those things like, who's going to be the first person to do it? Because I think as much as everybody talks about it, somebody has to say, hey, listen, we're not doing it that way anymore. Um, BC, BU, you know, th- those schools, they're always in on the, the, the early guys, and if you use Oliver Wallstrom as an example, like, those early commits mean very little. You know, Oliver Wallstrom was committed to Maine, then Harvard, then, you know, he ends up in BC. It, it changes so much, so I think that the early commits are absolutely ridiculous, and I think it needs to go back to kind of the junior year in high school, and then it opens the recruiting process, and it's and, you know it's a more structured environment. But again, the, the way that the hockey the hockey world is in general, with all the people on the perimeter and behind the scenes that kind of get involved, it's just a mess. All right, third period coming up here. BC still got a minute forty-two on the major power play, down by just a goal going into the third. What do you, what do you see here in this third period? Well, hopefully BC can get back on the board again. I mean, they struggled to score a goal. I feel like it's uh, been bottled up. And uh, there's, there's some man there. I know you guys don't want to see it come out tonight, but uh, um, I think Merrimack's done a good job, and I think Merrimack probably had the, the better of the goal most scrums. Merrimack's done a great job of getting the puck to Joseph Wall and having guys in front of him, uh, and then BC's kind of been on the perimeter too much. So hopefully we can see that, and uh, I, I, I don't care what happens tonight. I just don't want overtime. <laughs> All right. Danny, thanks a lot. We certainly appreciate it. Have a good call the rest of the game and tomorrow night as well. Thank you guys very much. Best of luck. All right, that's Andy Powers from Boston College Radio. Our score here at the end of two periods is Merrimack 2, Boston College 1. Back with more after this. This is Warrior Hockey.